You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and supporting the Black Man with the Gun Show. This week, I'm going to talk about gun rights like you've never heard it before. Michael J. Woodland talks about side alignment and side picture. And I have an interview with Carlos Alvarez, the new host of a Second Amendment show I'm producing in Spanish. Blackmanwithagun.com Ken Blanchard's Pro-Gun Podcast. Thanks for being here. I got some really, I guess I got a rant today like you never heard, but um, let me know what you think about it after you hear it. After John Wayne leaves us in the Pledge of Allegiance, hold on to something. The ride's going to get a little rough. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, when I started in this space, I was just trying to make money. It was an entrepreneur thing. I was a highly trained 30-year-old firearms instructor of color. I had learned more about firearms and tactics than all my ancestors living and dead. I was going to make a difference, doggone it. I was going to stop accidents, save women and children. I was going to be a superhero in my community. I was going to ultimately get a radio station and share my knowledge with the world. But I didn't know my people were where they were. Because of a lack of knowledge, I didn't know that there was a Stockholm Syndrome thing going on where we helped oppress each other. I didn't know there was a grassroots movement going on. I didn't know that gun control was evergreen. The term evergreen is a a journalism term that the subject is ongoing and never ends. It's great politically. Gun rights doesn't make money unless you're exploiting someone. And businesses won't give you money to be in the gun rights business or they won't stay in business for long. It's a financial thing. It's economical. I learned a lot about black history doing this thing. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about America doing this. Now, I'm a 56-year-old dude saying no to more things than I did in 1991 when I chased the dream, chased manufacturers, chased organizations, chased opportunities to be on TV and radio. I was around before Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I have failed at more things than most have started. And it has also changed the way I look at stuff now. Makes me a little more cautious, a little bit more cynical, and quick to call BS on stuff I see today. At the end of this episode, you're going to be 100% smarter than your neighbor about gun rights. 100%. You see, at first, I was trying to make money, right? I was an entrepreneur. I was in business. I was doing firearms instruction. I was running around trying to find students and trying to show them that I knew what I was talking about. I was trying to show folks tactics, and I realized they didn't even know about their own right to keep and bear arms. So I had to draw back a little bit, and it kind of bummed me out. That was my first uh, sad point in this journey when I couldn't be tactical. I had to just be A plus B plus C. Okay, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. If you use the term gun violence 
or allow people to influence your decision based on the term you're wrong. If you don't know that gun control is really not about stopping violence, saving children, or reducing crime, you're wrong. This is an evergreen subject, remember. It employs people. It launches careers. It puts people in the spotlight. If this is your 605th time listening to this podcast, I apologize for going backwards. But just in case you're new, a firearm is a mechanical device that is regulated by the law for purchase, transfer, and use by each state. We cannot legislate human behavior. Criminals don't follow the law. If I'm a politician, all I have to do is make noise about changing gun laws and I get instant credibility, instant juice. Nothing in gun rights is new. Did you hear me? Nothing in gun rights is new. There are and always have been sociopaths, murderers, mass murderers, sick people. And it is that reason and reasons that I advocate gun ownership as a precaution for your family. It's a fire extinguisher. It's fun to collect, fun to shoot, and a whole bunch of other fun things that we tend to forget. Did you know that certain words hurt you when you talk about your rights and your liberties? People who would deny your rights have done a really good job of manipulating our language. Without even realizing it, you've probably used these terms and actually helped the people who want to disarm you. To preserve, protect, and defend your rights in the critical debate on where power should reside in America, you need to effectively choose your words. Here's my favorite phrase for the week that we just let go. We don't even fight about it. Guns on the street. There are no guns on the street. Think about that for a minute. When was the last time you were walking your dog and you tripped over an AK-47, a Remington 870, a Mossberg pump, a Taurus revolver, a Smith & Wesson revolver, a H&K anything. You hear me? And now I'm going to read a list of almost 30 arguments that have been going on since the beginning of time. The same 30 arguments, the same 30 phrases. You might have heard them just once, but they've been going on before me. And it'll be going on after me. The first one is, there are too many guns. There are too many of the wrong kind of guns. There is too much ammunition. It's too easy to get guns. Guns are in the wrong hands. There is too much crime. The guns that got pistol grips, flash hiders, folding stocks, bump stocks, Futures too numerous to list. Blah, blah, blah. We got too many criminals. We got a permanent criminal underclass. We got non-existent families. We got no father figures. We got single parent households. We got out of wedlock births. We got substandard government housing ghettos, gang environments, racial disparities, illegal aliens, black on black crime, five cities that account for most of all our trouble, poverty, equality, inner cities. You've probably heard a few of those, right? But I'm just getting warmed up. It's the TV. It's movies. It's MTV. It's rap music, man. Hip hop. No, there's a difference. 
the pop culture. It's the gangster culture. A lack of culture. It's the botchery in our culture. Nah, it's the violent video games. That's the problem. It's the immoral, unwinnable drug war. The problem is the NRA. That's it right there. The gun companies control the politicians. American men have small doodads and use guns as substitutes. If you just tuned in and you wonder what the hell I'm talking about, I'm talking about the same arguments that come up in every speech of the antis. And I'm, I'm almost done. You will hear these. It's the objectification of women. It's a breakdown of the moral fabric of our nation. You know, it all started when we banned God from the public square. There was not enough education about guns. We need more gun laws. We need better gun laws. We need the gun laws enforced. We need universal background checks. We need universal gun registration. We need to disarm the criminals already. The criminal justice system is just a revolving door. They should just take away all the guns. You know, one thinks about who is the they. Or what they would do with all these dangerous guns. And why does anybody need a fill in the blank? Or we need more people carrying guns to stop the criminals. All right, there's a handful of those at the end or on the pro side. But it's the same response, the same argument, the same comments, just different faces. Now, I've been around since 1991 with this thing. Think about people who have been around longer than me. They get kind of quiet after, you know, age 60, some of them. But they've heard it before. Now, I guarantee you on every Facebook page, every Instagram group, everybody somewhere has talked about one of these topics in the last couple of minutes, somewhere in the world. Universal background checks would mean that every firearms transfer, father to son, husband and wife, brother to brother, neighbors, friends, and even hunting buddies, people at the range, and of course, the freedom of normal gun shows would all fall under total FBI and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, government control in the name of crime control. Now, these agencies that cooperated in the deadly Fast and Furious scandal would experience astronomical growth in the process. Every sale or even free transfer would require filing and clearances with Central Command. No one would get a gun without a government okay. Now, if you live in a city, you have probably already going through some stuff. You live in Illinois or New Jersey or Washington, D.C. or New York State. You already are feeling the pinch. So you can't see how it's not like that in other states. But it is. It's a lot different state by state. Now, this is just one of all those 28, 29 things I talked about. But the loud cries for universal background checks are really schemes for universal gun and gun owner registration. And these are promoted by politicians who know exactly what they're doing. The proposed bills are explicitly registration bills. Then they deceptively tell a different story. But every innocent gun owner's name and gun data is sent directly to the FBI by the tens of millions. Yeah, I know that sounds like a tinfoil hat, dude, um, conspiracy theorist. I know. I know it sounds heavy in our permissive society right now. I usually don't talk this way. But look what we've given up. We will gladly give up our DNA. We will give up our social security number. We will give up just about anything to make us feel comfortable. We just trust everybody, everything. Think about that for a minute. 
Now, the anti-rights crowd is promoting the idea that 74% of NRA members support reasonable, common-sense, universal background checks on all gun transfers. Now, does that sound, quote, reasonable to you? Plus, especially because the number is a complete fabrication invented from the thin air. No such survey has ever been conducted. Be careful of statistics. Nine out of ten statistics say exactly what I want them to say. You might want to put a pause here because I might have went too far. I might have went too fast. I might have said some stuff that blew your mind. Or you just shut down on me and said, oh, I can't. I can't get with that today. But if you're still with me, let's talk about how to speak properly. They want you to say. Pro-gun. How about you just say pro-rights? Instead of saying gun control, how about saying crime control? Instead of saying anti-gun movement, how about saying anti-self-defense movement? There is power in words. Instead of saying semi-automatic handgun, how about just saying sidearm? Instead of saying assault or lethal weapon, how about saying household firearms? If you hear the word Saturday Night Special, say racist gun laws. If they say junk guns, you can say the affordability issue. If they say high capacity magazines, just say full capacity magazines. When they're talking about the Second Amendment, how about just saying the Bill of Rights, the U.S. Constitution? Talk about the powerful gun lobby. How about saying civil rights organizations? When they throw that word in reasonable gun controls, say victim disarmament. When they say gun control laws, say infringement laws. When they say guns kill, say guns save lives. When they say guns cause crime, say guns stop crime. When they say guns are bad, say guns are why America is still free. When you hear somebody ranting about assault weapons are bad, say assault is a type of behavior. They say guns are so dangerous, tell them that guns are supposed to be dangerous. Guns are too dangerous to own, then tell them you should take a safety class. If they say people shouldn't have guns, Tell them, maybe you shouldn't have one. Now, this actually happened with a family member. They were going for it, man. They were like repeating everything Oprah said. And I said, you can't own a gun, can you? Because you did time. And they were like, they backtracked like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to tell it. That's what this is right here. Forgive the rant, y'all. Because this family person said, uh, I'll never have a gun in my house. And I was like, good, because you obviously won't be safe with one. When they say that guns should go away, tell them you should personally sign up to never have a gun in your life. When they throw that registration thing in your face, that gun owners should be registered, tell them bad guys first. And when they look at you and say, well, why do you object to having your name registered to help stop crime? Then ask them, how would writing my name on a government list help stop crime? Brothers and sisters, we are where we are because we choose to be. There is no man keeping us down today. We do it to ourselves. We self-medicate, self-hate, self-exploit, self-mutilate, self-destruct. And our words light the fuse. And just in case you think I was the smart guy who got all this stuff down, no. 
I got it from a good friend of mine out in Arizona by the name of Alan Corwin. Alan sells books and Second Amendment stuff all day that will educate you and get you smarter. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. All right, next up, Michael J. Woodland. You know, Mike has his own podcast now, available on Spotify and Anchor.fm. Look for M-W Tactical, the podcast. Take it away, Mike. Thank you, Ken, and welcome to another Tips and Review segment. I am Michael Woodland, and today we're going to talk about sight alignment and sight picture. Have you ever asked anyone to break down to you what sight picture is? Was there ever a time when someone attempted to explain it, but it was a remix of what to do when you actually shoot? Let's start today with getting a clear understanding of what is the sight picture and what is sight alignment. In order to talk about getting the sight picture, we should talk about what is sight alignment. Sight alignment is the process of lining the front sight blade with the rear sight notch and matching the height of the front sight with the rear sight. Now, when we go to acquire our sight picture, we look at the target, then bring our firearm into our field of view from pulling from the holster without taking our focus from the target. From this point, we will transition our focus to the front sight while doing everything we spoke of with sight alignment. Easy, right? We are really just focusing on the front sight while ensuring that we have the front and rear sight aligned properly. The kicker that will take some getting used to is that the target will be blurry, but your focus should remain on the front sight at all times. Give it a try, but ensure that you are standing at a distance from your selected target about 20 to 30 feet. Or select an object in your house like a pitcher, a doorknob, or the electric socket at the same distance. For those who are looking to contact me, visit blackmanwiththegun.com and under the About tab, click on my name, Michael Woodland, and shoot me an email at info at m-wtactical.com or call 803-250-1256. Please, if I do not answer, leave a voicemail or text message, and I promise I will get back to you. Until next time, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. Back to you, Ken. All right, we're talking about gun rights, right? And there's a segment in our great nation that is not heard from much in the larger gun community. And I hope to change that. It's an audacious goal. I'm working with some new friends to launch a pro-gun podcast in Spanish called El Segundo Edicto. It's our version of the Second Amendment. Now, I love podcasting. I think I know how to do it right. The actual language part, I'm going to rely on my Latino family. Back in 2009, I started the Latin Gun Owners Group on Facebook, and it has gotten some really good brothers to keep it going. My gift is in starting stuff. You know, life happens, and I'm not sure how successful this is going to be, 
but we're going to try. The gun rights movement is as diverse as America, but you won't see much proof of it in mainstream media. Over the past 25 years, as a firearms instructor and advocate, I've kind of become the ambassador of diversity pro tempore. And you know who funds this thing? You do. Yeah, that's where all that Patreon money goes to. I'm doing stuff nonstop trying to help other people, other groups, keep us together. You know, back in the day, I tried to get money from the NRA and I tried to get money from the Second Amendment Foundation and from Gun Owners of America. I, I did that already, but I wasn't pretty. I didn't get it. There are folks getting it now, though. But I digress. I ain't jealous. I'm just doing the work here. The goal here is to educate, help spread gun rights and share the love of shooting sports to speakers of Spanish in and outside of the United States. You know, Americans of Latin origin, in my opinion, are ignored in too many circles. They're overlooked in politics and the gun industry. Now, I know Hispanics and Brazilians that are competitive shooters, recreational gun owners and trainers. I'm not quite sure where my love of all Spanish and Portuguese people comes from, but I got some clues from my past. My mother would say it was from my first crush in kindergarten, or maybe it was me risking my life to date my first girlfriend in high school. Her father didn't want her to date till she was 18, of course. Oh, I have stories. I grew up in the time of the Great War on Drugs. Man, we know how that turned out. I have lived actually in Brazil and have spent time in Honduras and El Salvador, in Cuba and in Guatemala. My passport may have been stamped in a few other countries, too, but you get the picture. You know, I once had goals of becoming a DEA agent after college. I watched the Miami Vice every Friday, even while I was in a police academy. As a gun owner and activist, this was destined to be. Just took a minute. Well, I won't be the host of this show, but I will help with production and distribution. And I was blessed to find somebody who was ready to rock it. And his name is Carlos Alvarez. And our conversation is next. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and neighbors, I got a a good friend, a new friend. His name is Carlos Alvarez. He is going to do something special for us soon. And I'm excited about this project. It's it's coming out of nowhere. I mean, it's something that should have been done for 100 years. But hey, if I'm the one to do it, that's fine. Carlos, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for all uh, the people that hear your program. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed to hear with you. We're going to yes. try to start a new podcast. Explain what it's going to be. Well, we're going to um, introduce to our Hispanic community uh, the importance to understand and be familiar with the Second Amendment. Um, um, why is, is that uh, important? Because our community um, know uh, basics about the Constitution, but don't realize the importance about the Second Amendment and also that is part of our court since the beginning. Um, so that's why. That's why. It's a lot of uh, low-biting citizens, uh, especially here in Chicago, and I know that nationwide, but it's not much information that they have access. And people like you that are interested also to share and also expose this topic to our community and me as a, a range safety officer and, and, and person and guy that are interacting all the time with the Hispanic community, I think that this is the right time to, to start 
a program that um, emphasize or, or point out every single aspect about our constitutional right, especially our Second Amendment right. Outstanding, man. What's the name of the show is going to be? It will going to be uh, Segundo Edicto. In English, is Second Edict. Um, and the reason why uh, uh, is, is the name is because uh, Edicto is another way, another form to say Constitution. So if we put that in perspective, uh, the Second Amendment have a lot of point of view. So when I figure it out that it's synonymous that express the same about Constitution, I think that is something that we need to have a conversation. We Maybe we're going to have different point of view, but all point of view, we're going to point the importance about the Constitution, that Second Amendment, why it's important in, to understand it. And we are going from there. Outstanding, man. Well, we... Um... Eventually, after we get out of the constitutional stuff, you're going to talk about firearms and firearm safety and introduce some yes. stuff to the community that um, they speak Spanish either as their second language or their first that reside here in the U.S. And that's a huge population of people. Yes, I believe so. I believe so. I think that um, our community needs to be more educated about every single aspect about our constitution. In this case, everything about or relay with firearms, everything. Everything because it's a huge uh, concerns about safety and security in our urban cities. Uh, but sometimes uh, the lack of information and the waves, political waves that trying to uh, make this topic the worst topic in the nation. Uh, in a way, we have to. We need to change that and educating, advocating, and and put on their hands the, inform the right information to our community, we're going to bring another different perspective. Outstanding. As a gun owner, what's your favorite thing to shoot right now? Uh, I, I, I love 9 nine millimeter and 40. Okay. And, and, and I love shotgun. <laughs> I love shotgun. It's, for me, it's uh, easy to carry the, the, the 9M. As I, as I say, I put the nickname 9M. <laughs> Right and 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 the forty and actually in Chicago, uh, one of the things that that um, put me in the perspective to think to buy a firearm here is when uh, in one of uh, of our community in Chicago, I like six years ago, three guys tried to make a home invasion, and oh, wow. and imagine with four girls, and thinking what happened. I tried to you know, uh, um, not confront one of them, but at least say, hey, these people here. That put me uh, to think, okay, I will going to exercise my second amendment right. And since that, I do the due diligence. I go through the process because Chicago have a lot of restriction. But um, finally, we I get my, my, my firearm. And since that, I, I have one and to protect nice. myself and my family. So bottom line is that I love, that I love more uh, um, uh, guns than, you know, <laughs> rifle. And I love rifles, actually. Oh, okay, cool. So that's the one that I carry and, and, and use more. Is it hard to shoot in Chicago? Do you have, like, a lot of ranges or you have to go, like, way out into... Well, we have to, yeah, we have to go out of the city. We have to go to the limits um, or suburbs around the city. Chicago mm -hmm. has some restriction about um, range inside the city. Um, and it's a lot of or city ordinance that you cannot have 
certain amount of uh, of bullet or ammunition. ammunition. Mm. And and that is sad because in Chicago, you need to be protected. I don't say that the entire city is bad, but when you have um, something that you can protect yourself, especially women, elders, um, um, you are going to react quickly than just wait, sit there, I'm waiting for the police. Um, So basically... We have to go outside of the city, not far, but maybe 30, 35, 45 minutes, and try to shoot or um, buy ammunition or basically take some classes. It depends. But we have to go out of the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you started teaching your daughters yet, or are you waiting on that? Are they? Um, I have two of my daughters, the two oldest one. Um, I have actually photos on my Facebook page. Oh, nice. uh, I, I I go with them and they they love it. They understand the importance and to have a firearm, but also the responsibility that involves to have a firearm. My wife also uh, have her FOI card because in Illinois you need to have yeah. a FOI card first, and then that that is the ma- most important ID just to buy ammunition and and, and firearms. And then you can pursue your uh, carry council license. And she have her own too. And she talked to me recently, a couple of weeks ago, that she, she was going to pursue to have a license. But she have a FOI card. So she can have a, a, her uh, own firearm in the house and uh, also go uh, with the range, at the range with me. So, and in, in, you know, and in Chicago, in Illinois, you can go with your kids if you are the one with them. So in that area is is good, but you have to be there, you know, as a as a uh, parent. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're 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 aware. They are they know. Um, they respect the firearm. They know that uh, that is that firearm. I always have the firearm in a safe place with all uh, the safety and requirement that need to avoid accidents inside the house, and that is something important. The little one, she's aware that she uh, she don't have to even um, touch it or see it until I say so. So our, our family are well uh, relayed with uh, that topic. Nice man, nice. Well, I'm I'm real excited for what this is gonna be. Um, oh yes. <laughs> so gracias primo. Um, yeah, gracias a ti. Poasa esto conmigo. Oh, es un placer. All right, guys, next time you hear this, it's going to be his own podcast and uh, we're going to be working on it. So stay tuned. I will let you know when it drops and uh, check it out. It's uh, what's it called again? Segundo Edicto con Carlos Alvarez. That's right. And there'll be a a shorter link for you guys. But um, check it out. If you are a Spanish speaker or you know somebody who might be interested, please prime the prompt. Get them ready for this thing. It's going to it's going to be outstanding. Thank you, Primo. Oh, thank you. You can check out our trailer at el2e.com. That's E-L, the number two, E.com. Nice and short for you, l2e.com. Now, it might take a few weeks for us to get things together, so be patient with us. But uh, please let me know if you'll be interested in contributing and helping and doing anything apart. This is a group project. Everything that I'm doing on Black Man with a Gun is a group project. 
Really, it is. It's not about black people at all. It's about all Americans, doggone it. All of us. Hi, this is Avery, also known as Skip, with Skip's Tactical Solutions. I would love for you to check out my podcast called Skip's Tactical Solutions, and it can be found in all podcast players. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Skip's Tactical Solutions. And while you're at it, feel free to check out my website at SkipsTacticalSolutions.com. All right, Ken, back to you. I'm glad to include Skip on this bad boy. She is good people. I'm hoping that you would check her out on her Instagram Live and her Facebook Live stuff on Thursdays. She has a... uh, like an hour thing every eight o'clock. One of the things that I really don't like doing, but I kind of got used to it is begging for money. Um, I've been doing this thing solo for so long that you would think that uh, I didn't need money, but there's a couple of folks, about 25 of you actually that have been supporting me for the last couple of months. And that's really, really appreciated on our Patreon page uh, forward slash black man with a gun. And I call you my show enough supporters. And uh, our little commercial goes or something a little like this. If you remember show enough from uh, The Last Dragon. Are we the meanest? Are we the prettiest? Are we the baddest mofo low down around this town? Are we not the supporters of the black man with a gun? I can't hear you. Patreon.com forward slash black man with a gun. All right. I want to thank you for listening, downloading and supporting the podcast for supporting me, supporting the new um, gun rights activism that we got going on. And I thank you for watching and, uh, and being a part Here's some words of wisdom. It's always better to avoid a gunfight than to win one. It's always better to win one than to lose one. If innocent life doesn't immediately depend on it, don't shoot. And if it does, don't miss. Before you drop the hammer, remember, you will write a check for your life savings to your lawyer. And don't do that unless your life depends on it. Just in case nobody has told you this today. I love you. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until next time, shalom, baby. Until next time, friends. To keep in touch with Ken and his cause, head over to blackmanwithagun.com. Yeah, buddy.